It's 6.28 p.m. <gasps> Outrageous. We're late. And welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Hello and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandspring. I'm just trying to sort out why the why the Zoom. Hopefully, it's still not sharing. Um, okay, so we're we're live and we're here. So, how you doing, mate? Well, it's the final. It's the final show of the year, 2020. What a year it's been! And how do we manage to keep bringing shows out of stuff when oh, nothing's really happened much, is it? Or has it? I can't. I can't work out. I was. I, getting ready to write next week's column on the review of the year and I can't work out whether it's been the busiest year ever or the quietest it's 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 all very strange and surreal isn't it but yes fundamentally good what about yourself um it's yeah it's been a it's been a so-so week I've started um I've been dragged into the Christmas spirit a little bit I don't know if um if our viewers would notice, but because um, I can't see actually whether the images are actually playing properly on the stream. Um, but I've actually put my Christmas tree up, the same Christmas tree that I bought in Woolworths about 20 years ago, um, that, um, well, 15 years ago, that I leave in a plastic bin liner in the cupboard with all of the decorations still on it and just put the feet on it and put the branches out. But the but the lights don't work. Outrageous. You buy something and it doesn't oh. last 15 years. It's absolutely you terrible. You do pay good money for that, I'm yeah, sure. I, I, it, I'm, I'm just... I, I'm just... I'm appalled. I'm, I'm appalled, I say. I'm shocked and appalled and um, and disgraced. But, um, but there we go. So I'll have to live with that. I've also put some Christmas tree earrings on because I've forced myself to get into festive cheer. Um, so everybody... You should feel honoured for this because I don't normally actually put my Christmas tree up until like Christmas Eve and then take it down the next, you know, two days later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Grinch has got nothing on you, has he? Yeah, but I've got this really effective process. It goes in a bin, in a bin yeah. liner. You push the tree, you push the branches up, you take the you take the stand off the damn thing and you put it away. It's just too... Yeah, yeah, no. The cats just can, love it I too can, much I otherwise. Can, I can feel the waves of joy coming over. It's like the snowman's there wafting over your head. There's sleigh bells in the background. Sleigh bells oh, ring. the Christmas thing we've got. No, this is listening. me as the fat jolly man. I think it's, it's, it's about as much as we can do. To be fair, I've made an effort, as I have done every year uh, since I started working from home. So... This year, I've attached the small Santa-based Christmas stocking to the side of my fridge, just to the right. Does it? Which is the uh, every year I used to apply that to my office door with a piece of blue tack. So uh, yeah, 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 12, 13 years in, it's uh, it's stuck to my fridge now. Well, it's still going oh, strong. Oh, oh. I thought it was just a place to put an extra beer. Knowing you, no, 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 plenty of room for beer in the fridge. <laughs> of course, or outside, um, as um, as these days go. So. Oh, what a year, eh? What a year. Yeah. And here we yeah. are with the last full council meeting of that year. Oh, and didn't they, didn't they take it to the extreme? I believe two o'clock kickoff and finished after midnight. Yeah. 11 minutes past midnight. 11 minutes past. 10 hours, 11 minutes to lose a trek but with more pointlessness um was yes. he the mind bloke I, I, I don't know I don't know 
But you know what? Oh, I think he was French. French fella did the old pretended he was up against a glass. Isn't that Marcel Marceau? It was Marcel Marceau. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he wasn't funny either. People used to talk um, in a previous life where I worked in a place where they were alert to the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning and they talked about that as a, as a silent killer. And there was a part of me that envisaged that as just Marcel Marceau with a knife. Oh, it could well be. I mean, he was, he was in the style of a Piero, wasn't he? And clowns. Is there anything more terrifying than a clown? Well, so. a clown running the White House, I guess, is probably more terrifying. But ho, ho, yeah, ho. Yeah, yeah, Ho, 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 as they say, is not a nice way to greet people. They get offended. So please don't do that. I know. Right, so what happened on this day? On this day. So in the histories, in the history of December 13th. God, this year's going quick, yes. isn't it? 19, uh, sorry, 1774, Paul Revere and Wentworth Cheswell ride to warn Portsmouth of the approach of British warships. Oh. I'm assuming what that's not this Portsmouth. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm assuming that's, uh, that's a different Portsmouth because there are four, is it four Portsmouths in the be... US? Yes, yes, yes. And wasn't Paul there, Revere... There's quite a few of them. Yeah, and wasn't Paul Revere a famous um, silversmith or swordsmith or something? Um, I might have gleaned that piece of information from the West Wing, but there we go. Oh, this is oh, this is this is epic. Yeah, yeah. No, glad to be rid of them. Chuck the tea in the harbour. Don't like that sort of behaviour. <laughs> okay, nineteen twenty. League of League of Nations establishes the International Court of Justice in the Hague. Is that like the League of Gentlemen? No. No, it doesn't have Sean Connery. Quite different. No. 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 I, I was going to attempt a Sean Connery impression, but I, I won't, because I, I don't think... I think I think Mimi the Christmas Tree and Christmas Tree Earrings is enough. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah. Talking of tacky, um, 1928, the clip-on tie is designed. Yeah. Yeah, it was a thing for... But we... The, well, we must have had about 700 through the house during the time the boys went to Springfield because they favoured the clip-on tie. Well, I never quite understood. Well, probably safer I mean, I than get it. So, having a proper yeah, one. Yeah, I get it. So that you could, yeah, you couldn't garrot anybody uh, back in the day. It was all part of the fun of the being oh, school. Yeah, but, this you know, bloody political health, correctness. Health and malarkey. safety gone mad. And yeah. Health and safety gone mad. It's not a, it's not, oh, it's not a proper yeah. child if yeah. you haven't actually strangulated someone. Yes, okay, Ian. Yeah, no. Um, okay, no. <laughs> and 2003, former Iraqi president Saddam Hussein is captured near his hometown of Tikrit during Operation oh. Red Dawn by US forces. So, that was 17 years ago. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, no. No, no, didn't end well, that one, did it? Absolutely ridiculous. You know, kind of, you take out one bad person, but you create a power vacuum that's then filled with lots of other bad people. Yeah. Yes. And yes. That, is that yeah. a deliberate segue to the full council meeting or not? I'm not sure. Well, the full council meeting, again, we, we you know, we, we've had to pick the games that we've covered in our match of the day style approach because... By Christ, didn't it go on? Uh, yes. So, uh, as you say, it went on um, 10 hours and 11 minutes. How Quite how anyone was left with any sanity um, by the end of it. And to be fair, um, by some of the some of the responses, um, I don't think I don't think all of them were. Um, but there were some quite big hitting things. So there was uh, there was uh, some quite um, some quite really meaty um, 
and then that's not meant to be a pun about the first motion that was discussed. So there was a motion about animal welfare. There was a motion about um, public sector pay freeze, uh, about supporting Southampton Airport runway expansion, um, uh, about, um, well, a motion that was titled Respect, um, Respecting Our Fallen Heroes. But we'll come to that in more detail because that's definitely one <clears> of the ones we're covering. The future of the dockyard, which seems to, to be honestly something that comes up every 10 years. Uh, stop the cut to universal credit. Openness and transparency at the council, which surely everyone agrees with the council should be open and transparent, right? And we'll discuss that in a bit. Um, and saving the union learning fund. So, yeah. Um, oh, and the last, the last motion was helping the hive. So it was a weird mix of actually some really kind of meaty issues that, that, um, that had lots of discussion. Some issues that, to be honest, were local transpositions of national issues. Um, and I some plain politicking. Well, and, and, and again, when I look at that list, and I did look at the list because you sent it over to me because you drive the admin of this fine podcast, I, I kind of almost ran down it and went, yeah, don't worry, forget about that one. That means nothing. Well, you know, stop the cuts to universal credit. Well, if the national government are going to cut universal credit, there's absolutely bugger all that Portsmouth can do about it. Um, it, it just felt like there was a... <laughs> That a number of them was was just virtue signalling, and I, I kind of and again look before people go, oh, he's turning the roots again. You know, I didn't, I wasn't. We're not going to discuss it, but I thought they, you know, support the expansion of Southampton Airport. Well, I'm not being funny, but talk about backing Woolies or Blockbusters, the days of people jumping on a plane to go you know i once did a day trip to south africa business class my company was quite happy to spend the sharp end of five grand to fly me out on the sunday landed monday evening had a bit of scran had a meeting on tuesday morning jumped back on the plane tuesday lunchtime back in at work wednesday morning those days are gone so you know I, I feel for everybody working in the airline industry, but there were—I mean, there was dead horse. There was lots to discuss about about that issue. But to be honest, it's a strange one considering that um, it, it's a fair point you make. That if you look at the number of things that are discussed by the council, that to be honest, are things that Portsmouth City Council have no control over and aren't stakeholders in. It is <laughs> a, a very shrewd point there, Simon, which I failed to miss, which is absolute, as well as the utter futility of discussing the subject, because let's face it, that particular plane has flown or ship has sailed. It's Southampton's airport, not Portsmouth. So short of us cheering them on, going, yeah, yeah, go, go. That'll be brilliant. But anyway, we're not going to discuss no, that one. We're, um, we're... I just use it as an illustration of my reasonableness and balance. As always, yes. I am the moderate central peacekeeper. That's funny, because last week you also used the descriptor for yourself that no one else recognised. Um, so, uh, yep. <laughs> okay, so the, so the one... <laughs> The one that we're moving to is, um, you know, we're, we're going to go straight in with, um, with respecting our fallen heroes. So this is a motion that's titled that way, um, but basically goes on to describe about Portsmouth's history and talks about um, how, um, how basically the, um, the, 
the people bringing the motion, which was councillors Terry Norton and Robert New from the Conservatives, um, how they're saying that um, Extinction Rebellion's action on um, on the Armistice Day event in London, um, where they defaced the cenotaph, was uh, disrespectful. Um, and the motion goes on to call for the council to basically sever ties with um, representatives from Extinction Rebellion and so not um, not work with them in other matters. And then goes on to criticise Councillor Lynn Stagg from Traffic and Transport for uh, for working with them. And it talks about how there was a report um, in the Guardian where Extinction Rebellion were listed as um, on a uh, basically on the list of extremist ideologies. Um, in the, in the prevent program, which is the government's uh, program mm. to um, to prevent people falling into extremism, so this one this one kind of it, it's for me this is quite interesting because there's actually more than it, actually I'm gonna shall I let the clips play uh, speak for themselves because the councillors yeah, make say bit, make their point much better than I will. Um, so, I mean, it starts off before we even present the motion with Judith Smythe from the Labour Party um, asking if actually we possibly could have a vote so that we don't discuss the motion because actually um, we used to have a standing order that said that we shouldn't, even though that standing order was actually being removed. Um, and I remind people, if you hear a ting, that's it's not tinnitus. That's me where I've okay. truncated someone speaking. Um, but I want to make it clear that we're not doing that deliberately to you know, make it sound odd. So, um, so here's Councillor Judith Smythe um, speaking, uh, speaking just before the before the motion gets going. Could I appeal to uh, Councillor Norton's better nature and ask him under forty little I to withdraw this motion, as I can't see that there's um, uh, much sense in discussing it, particularly as we heard from those three deputations that they felt it was very strongly factually inaccurate. I must say, I had thought that um, with Trump moving on from the White House, we uh, had seen an end to politics based on um, misleading statements or even possibly lies. So, do you want to put money on? She's gone early, hasn't she? Um, yeah, and that was that was to be honest, that was before even Terry got to got to um, got to present his motion. So, do you want to take bets on on how Terry responded, or should we just go straight for it? Well, I, I, to be fair, Terry Norton, friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. a very, a very reasonable man. I think when somebody stands up, points in your face, and shouts the word liar in a fairly feisty way, I think you're probably going to come back with, um, you want some? Maybe not quite that much, but anyway, this is this is. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have taken it well. Let's have a listen. Mm. Portsmouth is a proud military city. The people of Portsmouth and the city council have a proud history of embracing and honouring our military history and its heritage, celebrating the part that Portsmouth has played in defending the realm and people across the world. The actions, therefore, of Extinction Rebellion at the Cenotaph on Remembrance Day were profoundly disrespectful. The Cenotaph is a memorial for those who have fought and died to preserve all of our freedoms. If local Extinction Rebellion groups will not distance themselves from the national antics, we should not be giving them a platform. I mean, that's kind of quite clearly making his point, right? Yeah, for me, the the question is quite simple. Um, And I I think, you know, the, the, the... the, the the question being asked 
in terms of if we look at the way it's being wrapped up and packaged. I guess the question is, is Extinction Rebellion a fit and proper group that any council or any elected authority should be working with? That's the essence of the question, isn't it? Well, if that's the essence of the question, why why does it come in a package that's wrapped with um, respecting our fallen heroes? Because if fundamentally what you believe is there's a, there's a question to be... And I think there's a, you know, a, it's reasonable if people want to, want to debate that. I have views on that. I suspect you have different views on that. But w- what seems to be odd here is the packaging of those two things together. He, he goes on he goes on to make his point, so I shall... I shall let yep. I shall let Terry, friend of the podcast, carry on. Extinct Rebellion have also said they were removed from the prevent list. This is wrong. The motion states that the Home Office, the police, uh, designate XR as having extremist ideology. All media outlets have condoned the actions on the no- November the 11th, as did major political parties, the Royal British Legion, and departments within the NHS. Uh, so. The fundamentals of this are the first, that Portsmouth City Council regrets that Councillor Lynn Stagg failed to consult with taxi drivers and road users during the summer of 2020, but instead consulted with Extinction Rebellion and Associates ahead of making decisions to close road spaces and highways. Therefore, we call upon the Cabinet not to include them as a recognised consultee. So... The next speaker that I've got in my clips is uh, Council Leader Gerald Vernon-Jackson, who brings forward an amendment that effectively removes those bits of the motion. Um, so shall we shall we hear what Gerald's got to say and then we'll speak to that? So I, I guess just that the only thing that I would just add in there is I think that, that there is a there is a misunderstanding in that clip, mm. which is that, that I think Terry said that the actions were condoned by the press and... Um, the Royal British Legion, when actually I believe they were condemned. Do you know what? I didn't um, pick up on that. We, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, I'm sure he means it, that. Um, and again, if we, if you know, again, in case some of our, our, you know, our listeners aren't aware of what happened, is that on Remembrance Sunday, representative of Extinction Rebellion laid a wreath on the cenotaph, um, commemorating or, or I can't remember the exact wording, but basically mourning the destruction of the planet. So, you know, ultimately, you know, is that defacing the cenotaph? No. Is it a really poor and distasteful hijacking of what should be a, a, a very respectful remembrance of fallen servicemen? Yeah, re- really poor, really distasteful. Do you know what? I don't know if our listeners are, are sat down or not, but I... I if I'm honest, that's that's also where I'm coming from on this, is that yeah. should they have done it? No, I, I don't believe that they should. Should they be banned? No, I don't, I don't believe that they should. Should they have the freedom well, to do that? Yes, but there's a freedom and a choice between what you do and don't do that's that's respectable um, and, um, and, a, and a right thing and a right way to behave. So I think that that's a kind of an interesting, interesting perspective because obviously... You know, and, we, we come at that from yeah, two different and, angles, and but I, we seem to have a yeah, similar view. And and I think, you, you know, you said, well, well, why, you know, why was it packaged thus? And for me, you know, there, there are other examples of Extinction Rebellion 
acts of civil disobedience that that you could reference you know the the blockading of london bridges the you know the gluing themselves to trucks and railings and you know it, I, I absolutely you know the, the fact that we are in a climate emergency is you know is is known by all political parties now and if you look at it the green agenda is central and you can say oh well yes because of people like xr i don't believe so and and for me a, a, an organization which you know uh, I, I i personally don't believe they're a fit and proper organization um you know that that the, the council should be working on and I've, I've you know i think terry used the illustration from the cemetaph because i think that is very you know with with portsmouth's proud military tradition I think that will have been deeply offensive to quite a lot of Portsmouth residents who have either served or have had friends and family who serve in the forces. So it's interesting that um, that you you raise those those points. Um, to be fair, uh, Councillor Jeanette Smith and Councillor John Ferret, um, who are from the Pompey Progressive. Uh, group and independent respectively actually go on to speak to actually those particular parts um, about civil disobedience um, and and also um, actually uh, about um, respect and the connecting of the of the two things um, before we get to that part of the conversation yep. though um, there's an interest so let's hear what Gerald's got to say because after Gerald speaks um, then Councillor Matthew Atkins raises a concern that um, that Gerald's amendment effectively negates the content of the motion. The content of the yep. motion being respect our fallen heroes, but we hate Extinction Rebellion and we don't want you to deal with them. Um, it takes those the latter parts out, and um, and what um, what the motion's left with effectively is we respect our fallen heroes, which which to be honest with you, um, people aren't going to disagree with. So it, it's a there's a there's a there's a point there about the mechanics of the of the democratic conversation actually and also about how actually the the council debate is actually being managed so let's hear from gerald and then if i let my um matthew say his bit then um then then that will help us get move along um my lord mayor i think it's entirely and completely inappropriate to try to hang a dislike for a particular group uh, on this um and and to try to connect it uh, with the issue of remembrance. Um, I think that is not a good thing for us to do, and therefore um, my proposal is to delete paragraphs 2, 3, and 4 uh, and just concentrate on the issues. I, I cannot personally see how it's not reasonable to say that this amendment negates the motion, because the recommendations of the motion clearly relate to the organisation Extinction Rebellion um, and their links with the Council. And this is back to Gerald motion is called, is called respecting our fallen heroes uh, and absolutely I think we, we should and this city does that brilliantly and proudly to try to connect a political attack on an organisation that another party doesn't like trying to link it to the death and sacrifice of people who died in, in world wars and in other conflicts is completely wrong in my view and it should not happen. My Lord Mayor, I think if people don't like Extinction Rebellion, that's fine. Then they should come back here with a motion saying, we don't like Extinction Rebellion, don't talk to them. So, um, I mean, there was some more of Gerald, but I'm actually going to skip 
skip that now. And um, so, based on what Gerald and what Math, um, what Matthew have said, what's your what's your thoughts there? Uh, it's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, effectively. It, it, so th- this this for me is this is disgraceful politicking. So effectively, you cut the you cut the you remove the point of the motion. I can see the so the leader of the Liberals, Lib Dems, has suggested that. I can now see the Labour members smirking and giggling amongst themselves. So I haven't got the details, but I've got a crisp twenty-pound note that says what happened next. The Lib Dems and Labour voted through the amendment, thus making the the actual motion meaningless and pointless. And so I'm guessing if it went to full vote, then it was either taken by assent or the Conservatives abstained as a result of the effectively their motion being made pointless and just a waste of everybody's time. So uh, Councillor Atkins um, challenged the, 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 that this had actually been allowed as, a, as an amendment and the city solicitor, solici, oh, why can I not say that? The city solicitor, uh, Peter Balfe, um, explained that um he he was happy that um this this amendment had actually been allowed and when challenged further he, he said that he wasn't basically that he he remained robust in his view of, effectively um i didn't think it was right for me to play clips of um of council yep. officers so um so we kind of end up in a situation where um having tried to attach uh, tried to combine two different things they're not two different things they're uh, the same thing they're, they're not so the, the same the, thing the, then they're not, they're so, not as, then the, and but this is the point that the you know the, the council are trying to make if you if you listen to councillors uh smythe uh councillor smythe again and then uh we've got something more from uh where is it from Jeanette smith and then from um from councillor ferret so let's listen to let's listen yeah. to what they said um with with regards to that This country has a history of civil disobedience. Suffragettes, who were applauded in 2018 by this council, led a campaign of civil disobedience targeting government offices, St Paul's, smashing windows. 1906, London was the epicentre of the militant movement. 1912, attacked private property, breaking windows and starting fires. Are these people terrorists? Nelson Mandela was um, during Margaret Thatcher's prime minister years, condemned him as a terrorist. But he became the great leader because of peaceful protest. Sorry, that was Councillor um, Jeanette Smith from the um, from the Portsmouth Progressive Group. Um, so I'm going to carry on with Councillor John Ferret. It's quite telling that the leader of the SWP in Portsmouth uh, has given a deputation on this motion. Uh, and... We all know that the SWP are a very toxic organisation. The motion is part of the culture war. Some of the reactions reflect that. Uh, and the fact that I'm getting interrupted for expressing a point of view that people might disagree with uh, shows us what state we're in. You know, uh, We had Councillor Smith earlier, uh, this is Jeanette Smith, talking about the fact or, or supporting extra democratic means or direct action in order to pursue aims but saying that people on this council can't express a view and can't put forward a motion you know as much as i might disagree with it 
this is a democratic forum and this is how we do things and it's how we should do things. Uh, I'm always suspicious when people fetishise uh, remembrance uh, and the military and we see that quite often here on the council uh, and emotions uh, and I think it is completely over the top uh, for the motion to refer to uh, an incident which does seem to be or certainly an incident that's been questioned. So there's some um i mean i took quite a lot of what councillor ferret was saying because um he he covered quite a few points and even though i had to uh, chop down his, his his um his argument a little bit it was interesting to hear what the the point that he was making about the, you know the purpose of actually a democratic debate is that even if you don't like what the people are saying that you need to listen to them and then you actually have a democrat you have the debate and you and you have a vote on it and you actually have a ruling um, rather than trying to stifle debate, and that includes stifling, actually including certain certain groups that you either do or 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 don't like. Well, I, I, it's 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 not about it's not, and it's interesting. This word "don't like" for for me, the question is whether that organisation is a fit and proper organisation to work with. But but on what and, and that's. And and that's that is the that's the fundamental question here, isn't it? So for me, and this is the piece that I don't understand, if the Liberal Democrats and the Labour group and some of the independents believe that Extinction Rebellion are a fit and proper organization to work with, then they could that that debate that, that was exactly that was the point that was being made. Should the council work with Extinction Rebellion? If the, you think the answer is yes, then vote against the motion. And uh, that way, the motion, as we know, because the Lib and Labour um, loving can make sure that all Conservative motions fail. Um, and you've had your democratic debate and the Lib Dems are happy to say, no, we're happy to work with Extinction Rebellion. So I find that's that, not what we got, was but, it? But I, I find that a strange, a strange argument to try to make when, um, when actually that's you know the motion is trying to join, um, acknowledging respect for fallen heroes with actually asking the council not to deal with extinction rebellion while slating the actions of, of one of the members of the cabinet. If that was the case, then as Councillor Ferret. Um, he, he himself said, then then bring a motion that says we want to we want the council not to actually work with Extinction Rebellion. Why package it with something else for any reason other than on the proviso that you believe perhaps that actually people won't vote against it because um, because we know that um, that some people quite quite truthfully fetishise um, um, veterans and their and the memory of them when actually, um, if you want to respect them, let's not drag them into a political argument. If it's not okay for Extinction Rebellion to have done the things that they've done, therefore dragging um, Armistice Day into a into another political point, if that's not right, then why is it right to bring a motion to the council dragging them in again to a point um, about that? And and what I don't get, if I'm if I'm really honest... On what basis are we deciding that Extinction Rebellion aren't a fit and a proper organisation? We have a we have we have laws in this country, and we have the you know the Home Office and the police will decide if um, if organisations are extremist or if organisations are prescribed organisations and therefore they're banned. 
And they've yep. not described Extinction Rebellion as a prescribed ex- ex- uh, organization. They've not described them as a terrorist organization. They've not banned them. They no, are. They've um, described them as having ex- extreme views. Right. They're uh, extremists. Uh, okay. And um, depending on which place you stand on, you could describe lots of um, political parties that um, or organizations that are very, very active in the last five years as, it, as those having extremist views. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk to them because banning talking to them is a uh, is again why join those two things together the two the two issues are separate if you if your motion is really about i want the council not to talk to extinction rebellion then actually have well, the guts was, to bring that, but have the that guts was the motion no it, it wasn't because it was wrapped up with all of the all the other stuff about the fallen heroes and about respect respecting for service personnel if actually what the what the real thing that the tories had um, had their teeth around was about actually talking to extinction rebellion um, as much as I don't think their methods are, t- are particularly successful, I don't think they're actually very conducive to furthering the aims that they're they're actually in favour of. I don't think that it's a good idea for us to ban organisations that the council talks to. That seems like a really that seems a strange way to to run a democracy. So, so let me ask you the question. So, if the if the if so the the message or, or effectively the motion was worded. Mm-hmm. Because here is the illustration of the sort of thing that Extension Rebellion does, which is bad. So the council shouldn't be working with them as an official consultee. That was the way it was phrased. If it was phrased the other way around that said we shouldn't be working, the council should not be working with Extinction Rebellion because these are the sort of antics that they get up to, then... Do you think that the 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 motion would have been voted on? I mean, I mean, the vote the motion was voted on anyway. But the point well, the point I, so yeah. the motion the motion was neutered, wasn't it? It, it became a it became a pointless endeavour. So, you know, it, for me, it was, it's absolutely crystal clear. Here is an illustration of the sort of things that Extension Rebellion does. Based on that. I do not believe the council should be working with them in an official capacity. Then, then as the council leader said, bring a motion saying that to the to the chamber, and we'll vote on it. That's what that's what he said. No, he didn't. didn't say after it, you it, cut paragraph no. two, three, and four out. No, but the, but this motion was was titled and was head, was headed with and and led with. The first paragraphs were about re- respecting heroes, so it attempted to Absolutely. join those two issues. And the two issues, although. Um, I can see why you, why the Conservatives tried to link them. Those two issues are separate. If if the if the Conservatives believe that the Council shouldn't talk to Extinction Rebellion, then bring a motion that says that, not conflates it with respecting our heroes. Because otherwise, to vote against the motion that says we all respect our heroes and we don't want to talk to Extinction Rebellion. By voting against that, what, what do you suspect the Tory narrative would be on the back of that? They'd be accusing the other parties of, of not respecting fallen heroes, which, which would be a misrepresentation of their position, oh, wouldn't well, it? That, that would be such... Uh, and look, you might not think that our social media engine... But to it's got nothing fair, to do with social media engine. That's know, got everything to do with that. Would be exactly how that would be portrayed by by the party. So you know, let's let's be honest about that. There's plain politicking in this motion. There are two different issues. One respecting our heroes, which the council was repeatedly agreed on. Which, to be honest with you, I don't know why that needs to be an issue discussed because it's a given. Let's let's be honest. The other one is we don't want you to talk to Extinction Rebellion. Um, and two, the whole of the chamber two, quite two, clearly two, two, said. 
um, if you want to discuss that issue, bring that issue to the chamber. So what happened was um, the Tories decided not to accept the amendment. Um, so then um, in, uh, and then Councillor, um, was it Scott Peter Harris or was it Terry Norton, made a, a rousing summary um, where basically um, they directed their, uh, their guns at uh, Councillor Jeanette Smith. Um, and them seemed quite celebratory um, ab about that. They were, they were applauding to the point that they actually missed the point where they nearly missed the point actually where they objected to the amendment actually being subsumed into the emotion um, by assent. So um, that, that was a, a near miss for them. So then it got voted on. So the amendment was actually was, to the amendment. Yeah, so the amendment got. Right. Mm? Sorry, uh, I, I, it's my is my prediction about to come true. So, um, so the amendment was uh, was voted on, um, and that passed twenty three uh, for sixteen against and three abstained. So the Conservatives voted uh, against the amendment, um, and then the motion, as amended, was accepted by assent. So if if the if the idea of the motion is to put on record again the council's respect for our fallen heroes, then it did it did that. If the but that's method not what was, it was that's not what it was for, was well, it? Well, well then then you know let's call it what it is and let's label it what it is and not package it in something else that it isn't. It, it, it's an it, uh, so this a couple of times it was an illustration of the kinds of behaviour that Extinction Rebellion regularly undertake but the conversation isn't That's about why. extinction rebellions behavior the conversation is about this motion what does it do and and does the council believe and the council expressed its will the councillors the chamber um, or the virtual chamber expressed its will as to as to how it how it interpreted that motion and how, how, and how, how it needed to, to how, well yes no, because no, you have uh, to absolutely you, democratically yes it has gone through the process yeah indeed it the 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 point of the motion was intentionally ignored, and uh, again, uh, our democratic process allows allows that to happen. So effectively, you know, and again, Matthew challenged that. That challenge wasn't accepted. Okay, we 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 lost that one. Everyone's time was wasted, um, and I'm sure next council meeting will bring back a a differently worded the same point that we were trying to make this time which is that extinction rebellion are not a fit and proper organization and um, we'll put that sentence before because of their disrespect for our service people and then we can we, we can either debate it again or we can well we can um well at the end not. of the day the you know the blue team are quite obviously at liberty to do that um you know they're elected representatives um in the chamber that's that's how the debating works in in the council, yeah, yeah, um, I I... but um, to cry that it's petty politics when you wrap up um, veterans and actually drag their memory, the you know the memory of the very people that fought for freedom, and the right to actually have a have a freedom of speech and the and the right actually to um, to protest seems a strange thing to actually then be be calling on. But you know, hey. I guess different people have different priorities and define nationalism in a different way. So um, that was that one. So that one went uh, through in the end. So how many hours of the uh, council's life did that uh, farce waste? So that was an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, only 11% only of the total time then. <laughs> but, um, oh, well. Yeah. 
But there we go. What came next? So what came next? So, uh, well, the next one that we wanted to talk about was openness and transparency, wasn't it? It was indeed. Now, yeah. So what happened here? So openness and transparency. Um, again, a, um, a mo- another motion brought by um, friend of the podcast, Terry Norton, and uh, seconded by uh, Scott Peter-Harris. Um, so... Um, their motion notes um, about um, improving transparency and public engagement. Um, so effectively accusing accusing the existing administration of um, of basically not being open and engaged. Um, and um, um, it quite, so it, the city council calls on the administration to work cross party and remove the culture of secrecy that currently exists. Now, do you want to put money on what happens next, as in how that conversation goes? Well, and I, I guess this is where we, you know, again, uh, it, I guess we're in a position where the role of the opposition is to oppose, and if they believe that's happening, then that is a that is a right motion to bring if they believe that that is the case and they've got evidence to support that. Um, you're not going to win that one, are you? What I, to be honest, having having listened to the debate a couple of times now, and brought together some clips of it, which I'll which I'll play in a minute. The, the thing that struck me was both the Liberal Democrats and the Conservatives um, were quite happy to present that their administrations were more open and transparent than the others, than their yep. um, their opponents. So. Um, they um, they both cite recollections of meetings about who attended meetings or what was what was said at meetings yep. or even actually what happens to to minutes at meetings and what what's um what's um for me what's interesting from a or I don't think interesting is the right word but um to me there is a effectively a legal record of what happens in meetings it's the minutes of the of that yep. meeting right so someone is either right or wrong about these things and they shouldn't be left open to embellishment and uh, misremember- misremembrance to then be spouted in the council chamber and then you spend every you waste everybody's time by then having someone challenge that because they raise a point of order because because basically you know you'd you'd said something incorrectly so to me um again like like the previous one that we discussed on the outset if you i mean if you separated the, the two different issues if you if you kind of looked at the the first paragraph and the title of the previous motion respecting uh, respecting our fallen heroes people you know the majority of people aren't going to disagree with that and in the same way with this one most people aren't going to disagree with the with the idea that yes the council should be open and transparent that's absolutely right why would we disagree with that well i I, no i think it's i think there's a difference here because i think i think what the what this motion is saying is saying the council is not being so it's an accusatory motion yes yes but would an opposition always yeah. consider that the council isn't open and transparent whereas when the party that's in the administration at the, at the at the moment when they were in opposition their recollection is that 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 the current opposition when they were the administration that they weren't open and transparent yeah so uh, no it, and this is where for me simon if we look at this through the lens of of where is this going to go mm-hmm the, the the way if we look at this and i guess the fact that it gets debated makes it a, a, a piece of public record mm-hmm. but if we look at it in terms of where this is going to go 
the Lib Dems, you know, are not obviously are not going to put their hands up and go, do you know what? You've got us. Yeah, we've been living under this veil of secrecy. There's, you know, meetings are done in dark rooms. Yeah, well, fair play, you've got us. Um, because they probably, you know, there are some things that we would have done differently, but ultimately they're not going to put their hands up and say, you're absolutely right. We are secretive and opaque. So there's there's your two teams, but that but that might and also be because your... they're not. There's there's two reasons why why someone yeah, would yeah, say yeah, that. No, they're, no, 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 absolutely, you know. <laughs> absolutely, no, no, and it may be. I, I look for balance. Mm. Ultimately, it may be because it's a it is a groundless and baseless accusation. But if we look at it through the lens of another ten hour council meeting, mm-hmm. we both know that if the Conservative opposition put in a motion that says we should give every low-paid worker a £10,000 bonus, the Labour Party are going to vote against it because the Conservatives have proposed it. That's not true. Absolutely. Any, anything at, at the moment, the way, in which this, this, the way in which the council chamber works, and we can look back through the meetings, anything the Conservatives have proposed the Labour Party will vote against. Ian, it's it's really interesting that this mo the, the example what I've just listed was different people or different organisations having a different memory of actually how a conversation goes, and there actually being a truthful legal record of actually what did transpire. What you've just said yep. is actually inaccurate. There are examples, and I can't remember them offhand, but there are definitely votes that have gone through the council where there were motions that were raised by the Conservatives that were voted on by other parties. To try to suggest that Labour, in your example, don't vote for anything the Conservatives raise is is really, un, is quite honestly, actually untrue. Well, we've been, we've been covering these meetings now for quite a long time. And I, I, you know, I can go, we can go back and look, it's a matter of public record. But we're just doing exactly the same thing that the councillors did in the chamber. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, the point, no, no, the point no, that I'm trying to make point. is that's, that's there is why, a legal record uh, uh, of all of the things that yep. we're trying, to, we're we're saying yep. are um, are up for debate. They're not up for debate. So either something happened the way it's being described, or it didn't. Either someone turned up to the meeting, or they didn't. Yep. So let's not pretend that it's a fuzzy thing. Let's be honest, and let's be let's make sure we've got our facts right before we try to claim that they are. That's all I'm trying to yeah, say. No, I, no, no, and I, I absolutely get the point that you're making in terms of, you know, were people there, minutes are issued, unless they're inaccurate, then they are a record of the meeting and they're issued to the people. So if some if something's inaccurate, somebody should go back and say, uh, actually, that's not how I remember it. And so that's that's a very interesting point that Simon Bosher and Steve Pitt get into it at the end. So let's let's try and get through this one, shall we? So again, yeah. we've got Terry opening this one up. So we've got a lot of Terry this week. So I hope you're feeling the love, Terry. Uh, Residents of Portsmouth do their best to vet us when we're candidates to ensure that public officials brought into office are honest, have integrity and work for the best interests of their residents as well as the city as a whole. Of course, many back candidates from political parties and hope that they're able to stay within that party during their duration. However, most, I'm sure, will look at credentials such as honesty and transparency uh, when they make their vote. It is here 
that the current administration has let the city down with a projection of openness and transparency, but a reality of secrecy and silence. So we therefore call upon this administration to end the culture of secrecy and make considerable efforts to work with opposition members and the public. Um, I put forward- so this is Councillor Darren Sanders speaking to his amendment to the, to the motion. Um, and there's a bit of a Groundhog Day in regards to the amendment being made um, and about the effect on the, on the motion. Um, I put forward this amendment not in the, the hope it'll go through, because I think this is the sort of motion that oppositions will always support and, and administrations will always lose. Um, and uh, we're a minority, so that is highly likely. But what I wanted to do was to add a bit of balance to the somewhat dystopian universe uh, that Councillor Norton has just offered, whilst remaining committed to the substance of the of what is actually being put forward, which is to maintain cross-party working. And balance comes in part, not just from what we've done, but also what our predecessors did as well, because it was the Conservatives who took opposition councillors off the Safer Portsmouth Partnership. It was Conservatives that scrapped the cross-party working group on homelessness. It was Conservatives in power who scrapped the cross-party major projects board. It was Conservatives that stopped this chamber debating 15 in-order notices of motion, only to see many of them come back here anyway for debate months later. I'll pause there before um, before I go to Donna Jones's response. The the thing about notices of motion, I'll just explain that for listeners. So you know how um, Councillor Judith Smythe at the beginning of the previous motion um, wanted to uh, make use of a standing order, so the rules by which the council operates um, in council meetings, um, to say that um, there should be a vote um, to, as to whether yeah. there should there should be a vote as to whether there should be a vote about. Um, a particular motion before before the council. Um, so what Darren Councillor Sanders is referring to there is that um, up until recently, it was the case that those votes could take place um, in order to stop motions being discussed at full council. Um, and if you were uh, if you were able to secure a majority, you were able effectively to stop motions that you didn't want to have discussed at full council being dis- being discussed at full council and what the administration has done is removed that standing order so that actually all parties regardless of whether they're the administration or the opposition um, have the opportunity to bring motions to the council does that make sense it, it does it's an interesting one isn't it it, it is because on the on the you know the nigh on 20 hours of the last two council meetings Perhaps if that amendment was in place and, you know, again, I've prejudged the outcome of this one. Um, I prejudged the outcome of the previous one we discussed. There's almost an element of, of we okay, we won't have the discussion, but we could have given everybody a couple of hours of their life back. Um, it's an interesting point. Personally, if I'm honest, I don't think that, it should be a political decision as to what issues are discussed at full council, but whether there's some sort of mechanism that limits the number of items on the agenda to a reasonable number and actually removes yep. things that are, to be honest, are things that the council doesn't have control over and isn't a stakeholder yes. in, like Southampton Airport, 
Um, yeah. Exa- as, a, as an example. And, you know, all parties have raised motions that are things that the, the council don't have any interest in. And it's just expressing an opinion on or saying, oh, wouldn't it be horrible if this happens? And I get that. Yeah. But I'm really honest. It, it, if we want effective decision making and I, I, I'm... I'm not sure how that how you would construct such a mechanism and mm. for it to be democratically open, but from a point of view of getting rid of some of the padding is probably a very nice way of describing it, but it might help us actually have sensible debate instead of the point-scoring politicking that goes on from all sides. Um, so this is Councillor Donna Jones, the leader of the Conservatives, responding. Uh, Councillor Sanders in writing in his amendment and also verbally has just said that it was in fact the Conservatives that scrapped the cross-party working group on the homeless. That is factually incorrect and misleading. I would invite him to withdraw it. It was actually me who created the Council's first ever cross-party working group, which an independent Councillor Paul Godier chaired. I think that almost uh, reinforces my point, which actually is a sense of actually being open and being able to admit that you might be wrong is actually quite important. That's far away from the sort of dystopian universe and certainly cultural secrecy uh, that Councillor Norton put forward. Both the Conservatives in their actions in power and us in our actions since May 2018 have learnt some of the lessons of the past. After all, we make sure that opposition councils sit on the body that oversees cutting crime in our city. We've not only, we believe, brought back the cross-party working group on homelessness, but we have brought in other agencies and an independent chair. We have added seats to the Health and Wellbeing Board to make sure all council groups are represented. We have made I'm, sure that... All- I'm going to pause Darren there because to be really honest the point the point that I'm trying to make with this na- the nature of this debate is that both groups feel that they were able to draw on the list of how they have been open and mm. more open than the other group and my argument is there is factual information that will answer which group is actually talking rubbish. And Well, in, um, in fact, you've got to expect that both sides, to a certain or a greater, lesser degree, you know, uh, and it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, when, when you're trying to make points like this, well, yeah, but we did this. Yeah, but we did that. Yeah, well, and yes, you, you almost certainly did. Yeah, but... but- but that's the that's the thing is that it's it's the strange it's the strange outcome of actually how politics seems to be working. It is that um, trying to claim ownership of all of the successes and actually um, minimise, um, to be honest, accountability or ownership of actually all of the massive failures seems to kind of run the course. Um, but yeah. let's be honest. Each administration, regardless of what colour, had both successes and failures. And each administration, yeah. I'm sure, has lists of things that they did that were open and and they felt were open and transparent that others may or may not have felt were the case. But probably all, both of them will agree that there would be, would be other things that they could do that could improve those things. Yeah, and look, will any administration, irrespective of whatever colour, get everything 100% right? No. Of course they won't. Yeah. I think the interesting thing for me here, you know, we are running out of time rapidly, is that is that the, you know, the statement culture of secrecy is quite a it's quite a bold statement, isn't it? And 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 for me, if you want to, if you want to underpin that, you can't underpin that with we were much more open and did these open things. You have to point at the things which illustrate a culture of secrecy and say, 
here are a significant list of examples of secret things, but they're maybe because they're secret. You don't know about them. I mean, there are some things, and they go on to they go on to talk about there are some things that actually it's quite appropriate aren't actually public because there'll be some commercial decisions or yep. some matters that the council will be dealing with that quite appropriately are not open because they're um, they're commercially sensitive or actually they're to do with a particular person that um, that yep. is being aided in some way, um, and in which case, no, you absolutely wouldn't be discussing that bit. In the same way that anybody running any multi-million pound organisation, there are going to be, regardless of who the leader is, there are going to be some things that work really well, there are going to be some things that don't work well, and sometimes that isn't actually connected to whether or not they're a good leader. Some things, some shit just doesn't work. Sometimes some things work. Um, and, and I just find it a, actually a shame for all of us if we're in a situation where we can't honestly say, we tried that and it didn't work. Instead, what happens is we tried that and then the other side basically attacks them for having tried something and it didn't work. Yep. Now, some things are clear lessons yep. that could yep. be avoided. But, you know, let's be honest, we've got to try some stuff to find what works. But, but isn't, isn't it interesting at the moment? And I think you touch on a really valid point there about, you know, particularly in difficult situations. At the moment, we have a culture of missed a bit. You know, you did 873 things well, but here are the seven that you didn't do well. Yeah. Let's focus on those. And and I think, you know, again, this is illustrative, isn't it, of a, a combative politics, mm. which is, is about, which is about, you know, both sides throwing stones so in the interest of time simon where did this one go so uh this one ended up with the amendment narrowly being um accepted it wasn't um so it was voted on so it wasn't accepted by the by the proposer um so the amendment got 18 for 16 against and six abstentions so so narrowly uh, narrowly got um subsumed into the into the motion so therefore the substantive uh motion um was actually 18 um for uh, zero against and 23 abstentions so in 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 both of those kind of situations um it's it's really kind of interesting that actually with with this one um it, it's strange to kind of see who actually you know how that actually went the, the chamber had a discussion the motion was voted on and actually the people that you'd expect to actually vote against it so there's, there's some there's some kind of politicking that gets round the actual honest conversation, and the and I don't I don't mean to use the word honest as in no as in the opposite I, I, of lying, yeah, but from a point of view of a, a yeah. genuine, clear, and useful functioning conversation that isn't happening, and and as you say, the the, the word combative is is actually really useful in this, is that um is that that doesn't work for anybody. It's not what I find strange is that. Um, the one of the one of the bits that Councillor Donna Jones goes on to talk about is about televising the debate, and and she talks about the maybe thousands of people that were watching. And to be fair, there was twenty five, and I should imagine that probably most of them are all political activists in the city. But um, from a from a viewer's perspective, if you're not interested in you know if you're not already invested in this in some sort of way, is this something you, you would you really want to sit down and watch something for ten hours? 
Would you, well, would and you, that's would the, you do that? That's the thing, isn't it? And we've, we've only had chance because we've, we've run on to look at a couple of those. But as I say, hmm. you know, when you ran down that list, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get very excited about any of them. I mean, there might have been a couple in there that I missed, but, you know, it, again, it was about things that Portsmouth can't, the, the, the council can't influence. And and I don't, I don't, and we get one or two of those in every, in every meeting, you know, sometimes three or four, which you just think all oh, their, you know, th- this council agrees we shouldn't be beating people with sticks, you know, and we go through a discussion and everybody agrees wholeheartedly how it's right that we shouldn't beat people with sticks anymore. And we, after an hour, we assume it and the record shows that Portsmouth is pro non-stick beating. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. like it is the you know it's it's the argument you and 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 it's a good example because no one is going to say that they're against stopping stick beating, but at the same time, no one's actually saying that that's really happening. So it, it I, I just if I'm honest, there's there's a bit of me that kind of sits there with my arms folded, saying if this was in actually in any sort of professional workplace. Um, you'd be questioning how effective it is to make decisions in this way. And and the thing that sits in the back of my mind yep. is yep. part of part of us considers, why is it we only get certain types of people usually putting themselves forward to stand as councillors or indeed actually being elected as councillors to represent us? Um, how many people do you know from the, from a diverse set of backgrounds and from different, you know, from, you know, with different kind of working arrangements or with young kids to look after are going to want to give over 10 hours of their evening once a month? To to that, yeah, to 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 what effectively, you know, again, you you can, and I guess the diff, the parallel with business is that there would be a meeting owner, yeah, and the meeting owner would look at the things that they were proposing to be discussed, and that's out. Of they scope. would look at certain, but they'd look at them and say, "That's absolute dribble. Go mm. away and work. You're not. We're not even bothering to discuss that. That's ridiculous. Why are you wasting everybody's time?" And it is. I think I should be that person for the city council. Well, the I mean, the chair of the meeting is the, is the Lord Mayor. I don't know how much power the Lord Mayor has from a point of view of being able to say, I mean, obviously it's not, I don't think it's the Lord Mayor making the decision as to what ends up on the order paper yeah. or what doesn't. But from a perspective of, uh, no, this is out of scope of the powers that the council yeah. has. We're not discussing it. Yeah, stop being Let, silly. Let's That's talk about the... things that end in actions that the council can yeah. take something that it can start doing or something that it can stop doing that will make lives yes. for the people in Portsmouth better. Let's let's focus on that, please. And I would suggest on that point of wonderful alignment that we can both agree on, we should wish all of our listeners a very marvellous Christmas and a happy new year as we're going to take a couple of weeks off, possibly a schooner or two of eggnog or the like, and we'll be back in the new year. We when, will indeed. Is it the knows? third we're back? The third? No, the tenth? The third. The third. The third. The third or the tenth. It'll be the third or the tenth. We'll, we'll we're publish d- it on social media. Yeah, all the we'll. Places. Um, yes. But, you know, I think we'd actually settled on the third. So um, we're back in back in the new year. I mean, there's nothing else going on at the moment politically, is there, no. right now? No. No, there, we may be back. Who knows? There might be a tariff on us by the time we go. Is there a tariff on podcasts? Who knows? We'll find out. Because you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I've been Simon Sandspring. 
And <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I am pressed the button, yeah? So, press the button, man. You press the button. So thank you very much for following us and for listening to all our podcasts this year. Please, if you haven't done so already, uh, please do follow us on Facebook so you can get updates as to when we go live and when the podcast is uh, published via the various podcast um, streams available. Uh, but that's um, Pompey Politics Podcast on Facebook or you can find us on Twitter with at uh, Pompey Politics Podcast One. We don't know who the other person is. But have a great Christmas. Thank you very much. See you next yeah. year. <laughs> right, now I've stopped the live stream. Um, oh, what a load of old nonsense that is, eh? <laughs>